everybody, welcome back to Player to Player, the weekly gaming talk show that we have here where we discuss the weekly gaming news you don't want to miss out on with our experts. And in the house tonight with me, I'm Jake. Uh, I have joining me my co-host, Danny. Hey guys, welcome back. And Wes. Hey, how's it going everybody? Wes is a game developer. Danny is a big Nintendo enthusiast and not just Nintendo, he is a lover of games in general, huge Sonic fan. Uh, that's why we have the guy with us, and then I'm a game store manager. So we combined, we bring our experience, love, passion for the gaming uh, community, gaming industry, and we share our thoughts on the news with you guys. So let's dive into this this week. There's a uh, there's a few there's a few big ones. There's a few big ones. A few announcements this week. We're gonna go over and some other news. I really want to pick your guys' brains with to spend some time discussing. So uh, first one I want to bring up with you guys, and to me this is no shocker. I called this from the minute that all this confusion on the names began. Uh, there are numerous reports. I'm not sure if you guys touched on this last week when I wasn't here. Uh, but the Xbox One X sales spike <laughs> on Series X pre-order day. A Danny. significant spike too, right? It was like 700% or something like it, that. Yeah. It was 747%. I believe it was trending yeah. on Amazon. Like that is it's it, it's rather incredible. I mean, it's uh Danny, what, what do you take with that? I mean, we all knew this was going to happen, I feel. Yeah, so that that is the funniest thing ever because like like I said, Microsoft is horrible at naming their consoles. It does not come to a shock to me that the people, you know, they're, they're so excited to get their pre-order that they're not even acknowledging that they were purchasing the Xbox One X. Um, that's that's where the, the fun part comes in. That's when you know that your guy who is naming these consoles sucks and <laughs> should be fired. Um, like, you know... We have had this confusion before, uh, you know, with the Wii and the Wii U, uh, even the confusion that people had with the NES and SNES at the, back in the early 90s. Um, this doesn't come as a shock because Microsoft, you did it to yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'm sure you guys are happy you got some Xbox One sales, but it's all going to be returned because that's not what people wanted. Uh, but yeah, this this is hilarious. I, I think I laughed so hard that one day. Uh, and I'm still laughing to this point. Now, there's a lot of scalpers and bots that go out there and are doing a lot of these pre-orders on sites as well, not just people. So I'm almost wondering whether or not that played a role too. If uh, if those bots and you know scalpers, just those people, kind of not not fully understanding that difference. Well, the Series X and the Xbox One, uh, that's what it, it's the X, right? I want the X, not the S. Yeah, all I mean, they're looking at is the same price too, right? Yeah, what do you they think? Both have that same price. No, I, I mean, I, I kind of cheap. Hope that's... Isn't it cheaper? It should be cheaper, right? Uh, it might have, it might be right now. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's in and around that. Yeah, I was going to say because the X is 5.99, right? The current one yeah. should. Well, I should say the Series X, not just the X. Uh, it should be. I want to say in the 400 dollars range. Yeah, but if it's for the U.S. price. Yeah, that's true. And you're just like, hey, it's 4.99. Yeah, this thing's 4.99. Yeah. I, I, I hope that it's a lot of scalpers who are just kind of stuck with these things. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I always kind of hate that. But yeah, I mean, it, like 
I, I did it on the show like what two three weeks ago when we were talking about this, mm-hmm. and I I was saying Xbox One X without really thinking, mm-hmm. and you guys you guys fully understood what I was saying, but it, it was a few sentences in before I un, like figured out what I was saying. Yeah, and yeah. even watching like uh, I, I was watching um, uh, Digital Foundry had a had a video sort of looking at backwards compatibility on the Series X because they've now gone to various publications. Um, and even that I had to like, listen very closely to determine which system they were talking about because just saying like the X or the Xbox one or it, like, it just wasn't <laughs> enough for me to determine like, wait, you got to slow down. Cause my head is not separating these ones enough. And it's just, yeah. Like, like Danny said, like we saw it with the Wii U and, and I, I don't know how Nintendo at the time didn't see there was problems when, when Reggie was on uh, Jimmy Fallon and, he was like, so this is like a controller you buy for your Wii. And as soon as he said that, and Reggie, Reggie corrected him, but I was like, Reggie, that should have tipped you to, hey, we've lost the, the control of the message. Yeah, yeah that connection, that understanding. It. Yeah. And, it, you know, like this is, this is worse. This is way worse because now you're buying the wrong, literally buying the wrong thing now. There's a lot of saying on history and repeating itself, and I feel that there wasn't a whole lot of history looked into on this on Microsoft's part. But this, like, literal confusion, like that, like I've I've been pissed off having to explain to customers in my store. I've been pissed off having to fumble over words and and mix it up over talking about it, you know, with people in general on here. Uh, not surprised, and uh, yeah, I mean. What what can you say? We all saw it coming, Xbox. You guys should have learned a lot better. Um, got another one here for you guys. Um, so we got the Blizzard co-founder, which is uh, Mike Morhaime. He's been out of the industry for a while. Uh, he and his wife left, I think, back in 2016, 2017. They left Blizzard and have, since have been on vacation. Um, but uh, he is back, not at Blizzard. Instead, he founded a new gaming company called Dreamhaven. And uh, they currently have in development two games. Uh, I'm going to send out this one down to the U.S. first. What do you think about this and Mike? I mean, on on the one hand, I was kind of excited to to hear about this because, uh, like, Morheim's been behind some of the the biggest Blizzard launches, right? Like the the, the Blizzard you think about when you talk about Blizzard games, it was him at the helm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it's exciting to to see that he's back in the industry. Um, he's also working with a bunch of senior people from Blizzard who mm. left in, in and around that same 2016, 2017 timeframe. And there, when there were stories about, uh, some, you know, higher up people, senior level people leaving because mm. of Activision starting to creep in and, and really take more of a, more of a management, uh, management control on, on Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, what they're going to be putting together i i can't imagine we're going to see anything anytime soon i yeah. i imagine they'll they'll probably bring that same blizzard philosophy of it'll be out when it's done the blizzard um, polish exactly exactly you know whether it be you know, that 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 level of polish or or what have you that that just makes those games take forever uh to come out <laughs> um but I'll, I'll definitely be excited to see when they when they've got something to show and when they've got something to talk about comparatively i mean they I love Blizzard. Blizzard's one of my favorite gaming studios. I own a lot of their uh, a lot of their games. StarCraft was the first one I actually fell in love with back in 1999, 2000. 
Uh, obviously <laughs> played through Brood Wars, then I got into World of Warcraft. I've been with Blizzard for a while, and I really feel that since the acquisition of uh, Activision that the Blizzard that I felt I knew wasn't there anymore. Like that, I don't know, that uh, there's a, there's something different. And I'm, I'm really hoping that Mike can turn that around. There, Blizzard had a really exciting history up until, you know, they almost feel like a puppet in ways. I mean, there's just so much Activision that just it just like, you look at them and you look at games like Hearthstone and I don't know, just that I don't feel that was ever kind of something that Blizzard would have done. Like Blizzard, I don't think would have made Hearthstone. Or, and I know it's a great game, but it's just it's a money funneler. Funneler. It's just I feel like money. there there was a there was a time kind of between the purchase of Activision and sort of the release of of. Um, Overwatch and uh, and Hearthstone and that kind of thing, where I feel like the uh, there was sort of this idea that yeah, like Activision's bought them and they're coming in and they're going to wreck the place and it's just not going to be the same Blizzard. And then they put out those two games and it was kind of like, oh, well, you know, maybe it'll be okay. Like maybe it won't be so yeah. bad. Um, but then since then, it's just kind of been downhill with that stuff. Whether it be you know their their handling of of player interviews for, for mm. Hearthstone championships with regarding the, the Hong Kong protests yeah. or, or, you know, their, their complete misreading of the room when it came to that Diablo uh, immortal uh, reveal, like it, it, it just started to become very obvious that Activision has, has shown up and they're yep. demanding more games. And that's never been what Blizzard has done. You, you know what? I wouldn't even, it, 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 it Yes, in the no, in the more games, but um, I, I would also put it to the fact that to me, I, I, I mean, I mean, every company's out there to make money. Blizzard's had a, a lot of ways of making money with their subscriptions, but the extent to which there are purchasable consumables in in World of Warcraft and Starcraft, and how they deliver those out, like every game is just you, you look over and it's like purchase, 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 purchase. Like man, like. To me, Blizzard was really before more about like the gamers and like the, you know like the, you know they created Battle.net, like one of the first online gaming you know networks communities for their games, and you know I, I that's gone. Or you know that now they got the Battle.net launcher. Sorry, that's not gone. But yeah, it was it um, was gone, and then it was back. It, yeah, even when they they like they removed it. Oh no! Happened again here. I don't, I don't know where, where our pictures. Are. I don't know if anyone can steer <laughs> me. Hear me. <laughs> like it, like, but yeah, like they 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 put out that Battle.net launcher, and then um, and then they renamed it, and got rid of the Battle.net name entirely. And I'm like, what are yeah. you? Was, yeah, really? Was, You're gonna get rid of the name Battle.net? That's a. Yeah. Um, I'll take it. That's an amazing name. Yeah, that's why what would was. you why would you get rid of that? It's not the and Blizzard then yeah, with, in like a year it was back. It's a Blizzard launcher, isn't it? It got renamed back to the Battle.net launcher. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Danny, what do, you, what do you think about Blizzard and Activision? Well, Blizzard, you know, it is is known for making, you know, high-quality games. They take a long time, like both of you guys have pointed out. But, you know, they, they've got a lot of great games under their belt. Um, Activision, yeah, I, I find that Activision is basically it's basically the disney of uh of the gaming world yeah. just because you know they're they're buying not not 
buying, but they, they basically have their hands in everything uh, since, you know, you know, uh, Call of Duty made so much money for them. It They were a small-time developer, and then all of a sudden, with the success of Call of Duty throughout the years, they've gained a massive, massive market. And yeah, so they're, they're, they're basically sticking their hands in any company they can, because why? They have the money. So um, I think for, for Blizzard, what they need to do <clears throat> is go back, like you said, go back to how they ran things before and continue that try to avoid you know getting more involved with activision kind of you know space themselves away from them so they can get their fans back um but yeah it's it's a weird thing because now with activision being like i said the disney of gaming they they want to get those properties right they want to get um Sure, they want to stake in WoW uh, and, you know, a few of their other main titles. Uh, and nothing's going to stop them. Nothing stops Disney and nothing will stop Activision on purchasing everything they can to improve their company name. And I mean, it's super ironic given, given Activision's beginnings as people splitting off from Atari way back in the day because they didn't like how forcefully atari was trying to control everything with with the console so they created a new company mm -hmm. whose whose name would even come alphabetically before atari as kind of their 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 sort of rebellious sort of thing and then yeah became what they are now which is this just yeah it, it, it's just this this company that just is outright for profit and to hell with any quality of the game any quality for for the players or anything like that they just don't give a shit um no. bobby kotick is is completely do, does not give a shit about any of the games that come out like you, you go through the games that they've fucking destroyed and the franchises they've wrecked over the years um and and it's it, you know it's a pattern um and and i i danny i think you're right i think they need to separate themselves from that from from activision but honestly i don't see that happening i i'd love to see it but i just i can't envision a scenario where blizzard comes out of that in in any way i i, I just feel like it's gonna just get worse see, at a certain the, point until those yeah. games become irrelevant the only way that that would have worked is if they did it years before or before activision was able to uh, get the massive market that they have now yeah absolutely absolutely and i mean at this point there's they control it and they they have gone in they have stepped in and said look you need to release more it's, it seems to me anyway that the 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 mantra from activision has been um more release more games mm -hmm. uh and you you know i you saw that with destiny like the the there seemed to be this idea that bungie had for destiny an idea and a separate idea that that activision had for destiny um, and, and that's why we have destiny Two. that, the, you know, that's why that, that original game didn't continue. Yeah. Cause uh, I'm pretty sure what was supposed to happen between, uh, uh Bungie and Activision <laughs> was every two years, there's supposed to be a cycle and they kind of wanted that to kind of be like another call of duty almost like that. That's, I see what Activision EA, the yearly releases, but anyways, we got to move on from them. Um, 
Baldur's Gate 3 has been slightly delayed. The beta was supposed to be launching, I believe, this Friday. It's no longer going to be launching. It's going to be launching October 7th. Um, obviously, they've, uh, they're sorry for it, but it's going to be available soon for us to play. I'm looking forward to playing the game. I'm not a big beta fan myself. I, I, I really don't enjoy playing betas because I find that uh, at times I actually get bored with the yeah. game. You know, like, if I've played the beta and you know, I'm going through the same areas over and over and over repeatedly, like, I find, like, it's just, I'm starting to get turned off. I, I like the, that, that fresh fresh game feeling, that fresh game interface, and uh, that's just how I feel about that one. What about you there, uh, Danny? I was going to say, see, betas <coughs> are good for one reason. Um, they're good if it's a game that you're not sure you're going to like. Say, you know, it, it's something you're you're interested in, you've been following it, you've been seeing stuff, but uh, you want to test out the game, right? It's it's basically a demo, mm-hmm. and which is why I love demos, because, you know, there's certain games that saved my time from buying. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jake. After a while, it does get boring, because a beta is just a simple, like I said, a simple demo for you to try and get the idea of how the game is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after a while, it does get very boring, and I agree a hundred percent. I like to have that fresh game feel, especially if it's a game that I know I'm gonna that I'm gonna love. Yeah, that's it. What about I, you, the rest? I thought this was an early access launch. Uh, that's a, not not a beta. I thought well, it was an early access. So that's so that's, uh, that's what I was gonna correct on Dan. There's that it's so what it is is they're doing like a it's not a gold launch. It's like this is like a beta early access where they're going to continually be updating the game and uh, and developing the game in the process from what I was reading on it. So it's like it's 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 a conti- in continually development and, and that's and, and that's a like there's a lot of these online PC games I find where they where they do this they they launch themselves and like there's never like other scrolls online is technically of the same sort. Same with Fallout 76. They're not ever gold edition same with world of warcraft because they're constantly adding content so there's no never ever a finished game you can, there's not a you know a, a finished game they're always adding on something new new expansion here new village gets added in a couple quests here it's <coughs> so they, yeah the, the games industry kind of kind of ruined the whole beta yeah idea a long time ago like danny you're right like a beta is just it it it's just a demo now. Yeah. Long gone are the days when a beta is actually a beta of like, Hey, we want to stress test some servers, you know, like it, it does happen, but it's super rare now where it's like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to let some people in. We're going to let this server sort of fill up with some people and then we'll Mm. bring some more in and, you know, we'll, we'll get the, the load balancers going and kind of get that, that stuff stabilized it now it's just like hey we're gonna have like a free weekend before the game launches to hype up pre-orders and shit like that but my my at least my my reading of the the uh announcement for this was that it was uh, an early access thing and that since they're not doing a straight up uh 1.0 at this point that it's um basically and and the, with the short delay that this was mm. more they had an AI that was running through their game and testing all sorts of various scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like so the super AI or the world AI, as that was called. Yeah, or? basically, like, hey, I got, I ran, I have this program that will play through the game ten thousand times and try all sorts of dumb shit. Um, and uh, and yeah, it found something, and that something is going to take a little bit longer to to fix. Uh-huh. And then we got to run the thing again to make sure we didn't break nothing else. Um, <laughs> 
you know, basically. Right. Because, um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 they were like, hey, it's 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 not going to come out, uh, you know, on Friday. It's going to come out next Friday or s- something like that. So, yeah, which so has been delayed one week. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what that thing comes out. And, I, and I'm willing to give that uh, that developer the, the benefit of the doubt because mm-hmm. they've done the the, the, the uh, Divinity series recently, which has done really well. So good. Uh and they, they seem like the developer to, to make Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, if I was to name a studio, I would give it to Larian beforehand. And once I yeah. found out they were, I was like, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested to see how it turns out. They they seemed pretty transparent about the whole thing. Like, they they were basically talking about, like, hey, yeah, we, we've we this is what happened. Our, our, our test AI found an issue, and we need to fix that. It's not something we can launch with mm-hmm. at this point, so... We're gonna fix that and and run it again and make sure that everything's looking as good as we can get it for this day. Yeah. Well, moving on to another one here. Um, so the Tokyo Game Show was last week, and obviously there were some exciting announcements that came out, and and, and a few things about Xbox that I I want to talk about with you guys, but I'm gonna save that for after our break. Um, yeah, I find it very interesting, a few of the moves that Microsoft, Xbox are making. So we're going to save that for after our, uh, our first break here. But uh, um, a couple things I want to talk with you guys about. Rocket League is obviously free to play. Uh, I believe it went free to play last Tuesday. So you can go and download it on PC, Xbox One, Switch, PlayStation 4. You're in. You can play. They got a really cool way of having it all put out as well. Um, very Fortnite-ish in that mechanic. Like you got the pass. You can buy the rocket pass. And they actually have an event going on right now. That's called the Llama Rama event. So, uh, <laughs> so if you haven't already given Fortnite, uh, Fortnite. <laughs> see, that's what llamas make <laughs> me think, say, right? Wrong game. La- well, you know what? Yeah. Llamas come from Fortnite. Give Fortnite like, your money, right? But uh, yeah, if you haven't already tried out Rocket League, go give that a whirl. Have you have you played Does much it Rocket change League? Cars into llamas? Uh, <laughs> no, I believe it just has a llamas or there's there's like it's a game type with uh you have to hit the llama. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, okay. That yeah. Okay. I was I was just picturing llamas playing soccer. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad, right? That, that would be something. Um. Roller Coaster Tycoon Three. Uh, the, the Roller Coaster Tycoon series is one I love to play. It's free right now over on uh, the Epic Games launcher, and they just released the uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon Three Complete Edition, which has a DLC with that HD graphics and everything. And yeah, free on Epic. Is that something you want to play, Danny? Actually, you know what? I I used to play that on uh, on PC a long time ago. I remember at school the. Uh, the computer at somebody either a teacher I, I don't know who did but somebody installed it into the school computer uh. and yeah it, it was definitely one of those awesome moments i'd actually go in on break and play or when it was typing class if you guys remember typing class i'm i'm, I'm we're freaking old uh but uh, typing class. My, my typing class in high school was on a typewriter okay so, <laughs> you, so <laughs> i'm really old yeah, so yeah, it, I used to play that all the time. I, I don't think I, I don't think I ever kept my uh, myself concentrated on typing. I was too busy uh, designing my uh, my roller coaster park. But yeah, it, it, it's an awesome game. I haven't played one in years, though. Maybe I should get back into it. <laughs> all you gotta do is download the Epic's Game Launcher, which is free, yeah, and then what you else, click. You know what isn't free on there? It, 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 it's stupid. Fortnite skins. It's, 
<laughs> yeah, for, Fortnite skins, and that's how they get you, is they get you with Fortnite. But, I mean, it's it's crazy, dude. Like, If you guys haven't already out there, anybody listening right now, go download Epic's Games Launcher, and just every Thursday, go and check, because that's when it refreshes, is on Thursdays, you get free games. I have not given a penny to uh, Epic except for buying the Battle Pass once on Fortnite, because that's all you need to do. If you buy it once, and then you play up to, like, level 50-ish or so... You get enough points to buy it again. So it's like, all right. They never have to buy it after the first time. So it's like, you got me for 10 bucks, Epic, but no more. <laughs> I, I, just, I just have to say, I remember getting Roller Coaster Tycoon free in a box of cereal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that, too. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I we talked kind of our, our where we're coming from as far as games go. I, I used to work at EB, and I remember all the time this happened multiple times people would come in looking to trade in games and at least once a month someone would come in with one of those those cereal discs boxes. that came free in the cereal <laughs> box i'm like i can't sell that they're like oh why not i'm like it came free in a cereal box i can't this is not something that's in our system i can't <laughs> sell this do you remember the like, game well, of life? You know? and i'm like it says general mills right on the cd yeah <laughs> remember the game of life yeah, i do that yeah, that was another yeah. one that came in there, and then uh, Jody May uh, ninety in our chat says, "and Clue and Operation," as well. Mm-hmm. I remember Clue. Yeah. I don't remember seeing Operation though. Clue, yes. I remember, like, I don't, I don't remember Operation, the PC game, but I, I definitely played that electrocution device, the, the, the board game version. Mm-hmm. So, well, I thought giving that to kids was a good idea, right? <laughs> One more thing here before we head on our first break, and uh, that is last week Amazon came out at their uh, their tech show and announced a bunch of news. They announced Luna, which is going to be a competing game service that is obviously going to be like Game Pass, be like these other subscription services for your games. Um, something that came out uh, uh, a little bit later last week about it was that uh, Ubisoft is obviously going to be a part of this, but the how Ubisoft is going to be a part of this was something that was foggy. There's going to be a separate charge subscription for the Ubisoft channel on Luna. So within Luna, there'll be access to basically Uplay is what it's going to probably end up being or, or a cheaper version of Uplay, whatever they decide. I'm not, I'm not sure how that's going to ultimately roll out. It, it just mentioned that we have a subscription charge. If but. you've got a gaming platform and you want a, a major publisher to be involved, Ubisoft is your your major publisher that will be involved in whatever plat- gaming platform you are launching. They've got games for you ready to go, it seems. But it's interesting because they, they got their own Uplay that they're, that they're trying to mm-hmm. tout and push. So I find it interesting for them to be partnering with Luna unless they've realized like EA did with EA All Access, that it's kind of better to join the big guy. I think they realized that like a, a long time ago because even when you bought Ubisoft games on Steam, mm-hmm. it would just launch the Uplay launcher. Yeah. It was still giving you that version of the game, but they were at least smart enough to be like, well, no, you can buy the game on Steam as well. Just you have to download our launcher afterwards. Mm-hmm. Smart, smart, smart of them. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, if you if you've got a platform that's that runs games, they will put their games on your platform. What do you think, Danny, about Amazon Luna? Uh, you know, I mean that I absolutely have no interest in it. Uh, it's great to see another company pop up, uh, but you know, Amazon is still 
still very fresh into gaming so i don't know it, like i said for me it's a nice pass i have no interest in in a streaming service no they're really cool what thing. if they bought what if they bought sega if they bought sega i would cry <laughs> sega definitely once if if a company is going to buy sega let it be the one who puts sega on the shelf let let nintendo buy sega nintendo and buy the, the rights the final power slam things like yeah. right call yeah. That, that that would be the you know the that'd be the the best moment well, since you know like I said they they ended Sega so that'd be a good idea. The three tap out and be like Sega it's over. Yep. Sega it is I over. Get Sonic and all of the Mario games now. True. The one thing you that's uh, interesting about Luna though that I've heard is that it's going to integrate with Twitch as well. So it's going to be allowing viewers. So let's say you're going and taking a look at a game on Luna. You can actually go and find people on twitch playing the game and go and watch that gameplay right from there so it's gonna have that pretty interconnected which will be interesting you know they, they obviously have a very strong foundation to build this off of both with amazon prime and jeff bezos being the richest man in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> i just you might, you might you might you might be in a good standing there you know you might get be in good standing to uh be coming out here throwing a couple punches um before we head to our break, though, I'm going to do, I'm going to read off the new games that are coming out. Uh, actually, rather, the games that came out last week, uh, games that we've been enjoying. Uh, I'm going to go over those for you guys. And, uh, yeah, we began with uh, last week we had Rebel Galaxy Outlaw come out for the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. That was on September 22nd. Halo 3 ODST launched on the... Uh, Halo Master Chief Collection on PC. 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim launched for the PlayStation 4. It's an exclusive title. That was on the 22nd as well. Gnomes and Goblins is a PC VR adventure. That was on uh, September 23rd. The Tears of Avia, PC and Xbox One, September 24th was the release date for that one. Also on September 24th, we had Serious Sam for PC. And uh, that would be Google Stadia, the GS Google Stadia. Going Under, this is also September 24th, it's an action-adventure game, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch, and rounding out the final few days of the week on the Friday there, we had Troll Hunters, Defender of Ar- Defenders of Arcadia for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch, Port Royale, was, uh, Port Royale 4, sorry, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, and Mafia Definitive Edition for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and pc lots of good games are released last week we'll be talking about the games coming out later on in tonight's show here nearing the end of what's going to be coming out this week for us to play um it's time for a break though so we'll see you guys in a few minutes hey everybody welcome back to player to player our weekly gaming talk show here at nerdy northerners where we talk to you about the weekly gaming news you don't want to miss sharing with you our thoughts and uh the three of us, we do have a lot of thoughts we like to share. So you get to listen to them. We talked a lot about uh, some good stuff before the break, such as the Blizzard co-founder making a new company, releasing some games and other stuff. We're going to be moving on to talking about some Xbox for a bit here. So I want to talk some Xbox with you guys because I feel, especially with the Tokyo Game Show, they're making some interesting moves. And just Xbox in general right now is 
kind of kind of on the conversation what with their acquisition of Bethesda. So I want to pick your guys' brains with that a little bit later too. Um, so first and foremost is that with the launch or with the with the Toku Game Show last week, Microsoft has came out and actually reduced the price of the Xbox One S uh, even further. Um, uh, in Japan, down in there, twenty-eight dollars. So it was going to be retailing about thirteen seventeen US, or sorry, three thirteen US is what it was coming in at, and it's been now reduced by another twenty-eight dollars below that. So you're getting it at two eighty-five. So US. wait, sorry, which one is this? The Xbox, sorry, Series S. Okay. Xbox okay. Series. I, I, I did say Xbox One S, didn't I? No, you did. That's why I wasn't. Yeah. 100%. Oh, sorry. did he say? So I think know. he said Series X. You know I what? Xbox the, One the, S. The <laughs> but anyway, the confusion starts right. The now. Xbox Series yeah. S already has price reduced in Japan, right? So that that's like, oh well, you know, what's what's such a big deal about them reducing the price of the Xbox Series S in Japan? Uh, they're also adding um, in Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, a, a Japan World update. In the next week so a, a very heavy focus on on japan and the area in and around japan um and kind of leading into my, my topic i want to talk with you guys about for a few minutes here is microsoft's has a rather well their history is a little bit complicated i'd say with japan and going back to the original xbox there was a lot of strength where microsoft was producing a lot of first-party Japanese company games in the early days of Xbox, uh, Fantasy Star and others, to name some. Um, but since then, that trajectory of having great JRPG titles or just Japanese company-created games in general, they they, were, they weren't found. And on the Xbox One, um, like the PlayStation 4 launched, one, early in Japan, and two, they just there wasn't the support there. That, you know, Microsoft had very little support for for the Japanese market. I mean, they went very heavy with the Western Western games, the Western gaming companies being that, you know, the outsider really. Microsoft being a Western company, and Nintendo and Sony both being from Japan, being from, you know, from there. Um, I, I like viewing viewing their decision to drop the Series S price and a, a lot of their other moves, including picking up. Um, what's uh, Tango, uh, Tango Warehouse? Tango Gameworks. Gameworks? Yeah, Tango, yeah. Gameworks. Tango Gameworks. And they're responsible for uh, The Evil Within 2 and the upcoming Ghostwire Tokyo. It's going to be released on the PlayStation 5? 4? Uh, yep. Yep. 5? Yeah, yep. Um, they're beginning to get back into, in my opinion, that you know they really want to try getting the Japanese market and, and getting those great companies and getting those great games onto their systems. Um, then I'm going to go with you first here because you you play a lot of those style games, especially. Um, and you're you're, you're a big fan. Mm-hmm. How have you felt Xbox's relationship with with J- uh, Japan has gone, and do you see a great future for them? Uh, unfortunately, I don't actually. Um, I do keep up with a lot of the sales numbers. Japan uh, is a very dedicated company to their Japanese market, right? They, they um, both Nintendo and Sony being 
Japanese companies, of course, they're going to focus on supporting their people, right? They're going to be supporting their companies. Um, and with the Xbox, it's always been a rocky start, even since the original all the way up to the current one. Um, it's basically the last, it's basically the worst selling system in Japan. Um, now there's, uh, there's a lot of systems that are still selling in Japan. A lot of people don't know that the PS Vita is still one of the highest selling systems in Japan. Um, (laughs) yeah. And, uh, there's, there's tons of games for it. Um, the Nintendo DS that's, you know, it's been gone for a while over here is still selling, uh, very well in Japan. Uh, because of course those are Japanese companies. They're in Japan. Mm-hmm. They are still making the systems because they can, uh, or you know, there's still some that are still left out there. Um, but with Microsoft being an American company, uh, the Japanese people don't see much of an interest in that system. And I'm guessing it's because of the games. Um, of course, you know, Japan is known for heavy uh, interest and love in anime, and you know that's what's going to sell the consoles there um xbox has one game that that you know it's coming for the for ps5 as well which you know it's nice to see that they're you know putting it for uh for the xbox one uh xbox series x uh it's called project scarlet uh it's by bandai namco it looks awesome it looks it looks pretty awesome i'm mm-hmm. excited for it uh you know it needs more games like that if it's going to attract the uh japanese market um and you know xbox doesn't like you said they don't have very many um like anime themed games as much as sony does or you know as as nintendo does um but like i said being uh, an american company and having the option between the other two uh you know that they're going to support the japanese are always going to go for the japanese companies Mm mm-hmm even though you know we're seeing this, like you said, they they're lowering the price down uh, for the Xbox Series S, that just proves that they don't have much of um, um, not uh, how do I say it? They they don't know they don't have much faith. There we go. They don't have much faith that those systems are going to sell. So yeah, they they're trying to lower it down. Maybe you know be like, hey, you know this system is cheaper. It's cheaper than buying the PS5, or you know, it, you know, if you want to go to the next gen, this is your console. The only trouble is, no one's gonna buy it if you don't have the games they want. And the Japanese market is very, very different compared to the North American market or even the European markets. Um, each sector of the world has different interests in what games they want to play. Mm-hmm. And knowing the Japanese, being a huge anime fan as I am, uh, an otaku, which is a giant Japanese nerd. Um, I can literally say that Xbox doesn't really have much of a chance in Japan, and it never did, and I don't see it having a future in Japan. Now, Wes, I'm going to shoot this down to you. The PlayStation Five discless is priced at three ninety nine US, and the disc version is priced at four ninety nine US entering Japan. The Xbox Series S entering Japan is going to be two eighty five US. I mean, that is a significant undercut. There's there's a lot of say that. One of the reasons that the Xbox One really stumbled out the gate going into Japan was that they were $100 more expensive than a console when it launched because of the inclusion of the Kinect than a console that had already launched months prior in the country. 
and against a native console. So it, it was like you guys lost. Like that was just like nobody wants to invest in it really. But this time around, coming in at such a low low price, do you think that could be a sway to bring more people over to Xbox and maybe make that a, a conversation? I, I think from from the hardware side, it's it's definitely one of more one of their more aggressive pushes into the Japanese market. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Microsoft has kind of done these these smaller pushes over the years. You know, whether on the the 360 when they they um, they signed that that exclusive publishing deal with with Mistwalker, the um, former uh, Final Fantasy heads uh, new studio where they put out Blue Dragon and, and Lost Odyssey, which were both well received games, but not enough to really push a lot of consoles. Um, and then even on on the Xbox One, they started to to make that that similar sort of push. They had that uh, was it Phantom Dust Two and Scalebound were coming out, and those were exclusive games. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those got canceled. Uh, so I, I mean, this this kind of feels like the next the next attempt from Microsoft to really make that push into that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I still feel like the the problem is like Danny said, like it's it's the games, you know, like the the PS five is, uh, you know, it, it it's looking to be a more expensive bit of hardware here, like here in Canada anyway, um, and it certainly is, seems to be getting the the bigger word of mouth because at the end of the day, like it's the games that you play on it rather than necessarily that console. Um, and I, I I feel like this is just kind of the same thing that like this is an aggressive push to to try and maybe get get some some mind share on mm-hmm. the system. But if if they don't have those games to back it up, and and while Scarlet Nexus looks good, is that a platinum game, Danny? Uh, no, it's not. It's by Bandai Namco. I don't think it's a platinum game. No, no just like an internal yeah. Bandai. Studio? Exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean that game looks cool. Um, but that's really the the only game that kind of is coming to mind as as like you know a game that could have a strong strong sales numbers in Japan. But you, you got to have more than that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I I think that. Nintendo obviously does well with the Switch there because portables do so well in Japan uh, versus you know they and they do well here, uh, but they do so much so much better in Japan. They do, um, and have just such this longer lifespan. Like like Danny said, like the DS and and 3DS are still huge there. Um, the Vita is still huge. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, all all of this just kind of strikes me as just just this is Microsoft's latest latest push to kind of get their foothold in, but. If there aren't games that appeal to the market, then, you know, great, your system's cheaper, but what am I going to do with it after I buy it? And speaking of games that are appealing to the market, um, they just came out and, and had a pretty, pretty, pretty big hammer swing, I would say. And their acquisition of Bethesda Softworks, uh, or including Bethesda, sorry, they bought ZeniMax, which includes <laughs> Bethesda and a bunch of other companies, uh, includes, um, oh, what's that, the company starts with an A. Uh, they did uh, Dishonored, um, Arcane. Oh, there we go. Uh, Sorry, Arcane. Arcane. But yeah, lots of lots of studios now under the umbrella of Microsoft and Xbox, with uh, Doom Eternal coming to Game Pass on October first, which that's like that's pretty big news. Thursday you're getting Doom Eternal on Game Pass. 
to play on PC. I hopefully, hopefully it's coming to Game Pass on the PC because I'm going to be downloading it that. And not playing on October first. Not on October first. Not for PC. It's coming later in 2020, is that they said for, for uh, PC. Ah, so that's what they're going to. Well, that's what they're doing. Those buggers. The lane, the at the PC by a little bit, but anyways, going to be playing uh, Doom Eternal, and while those. All those games fall out: Elder Scrolls, uh, Dishonored, Prey, Evil with them. They're not necessarily, you know, you know, the, the JRPGs or, or games even that you know, anime-related games. Um, they are starting to build a, a rather large portfolio of titles. That it could be the sway. It could be that final sway, especially with it coming in so cheap. But I mean, only time will tell. On uh, on whether or not they'll be able to pull through. Um, speaking of time, though, uh, Xbox's Phil Spencer has said that Microsoft is already planning on future dedicated consoles for the Xbox Series. And I mean, this is something I think that we've all come to expect now, with especially the last iteration with the Xbox One. We had the Xbox One, the Xbox One D, the Xbox <laughs> One S, and the Xbox One X. All different consoles developed throughout the lifespan to further continue on the power, continue on the gaming experiences. Um, they're obviously planning for it this time around. I really just wish they would have gone with some internal hard drive, hardware switching at this point in time. Instead of three, four years from now, imagine having to buy a PlayStation 5 Pro. God. <laughs> we, we just saw that in this generation. Right? And it's... Oh. Danny, what do you think? To be honest, I, I can tell you that we we are definitely going to see uh, a pretty much a PS5 Pro sometime down the line. It, it's inevitable. That's that's the trouble, right? We're going to see uh, systems. These I'm um, sorry. We're going to see these systems go down in price eventually, uh, and by you know time and time again, uh, a few years into the future, we're going to see an upgraded version of the version we of the console we bought or are going to buy this November 12th or 10th if you buy an Xbox um it, it's going to happen it happens to every console that's how it gets an extra boost in life mm-hmm. um you know people of course are not you know they're they're holding back on the Xbox uh, Series X and the PS5 because of price point um but you know eventually when they go down that's just the time where you're going to get a whole new one popping back up again. So, yeah, I, you're always going to see that. And it's one of those things where, like I said, it's inevitable. We already saw it with the Switch as well. You got the Switch, then you have the extra life battery Switch, and I got the Switch Lite, and now we've mm-hmm. got the Switch Pro coming out next year. And Nintendo has also said in the last week or two that they're looking at another system. Uh, they're in the development of another system, more hardware. So there's going to be something, obviously, Nintendo coming out in a few years for hardware. Um, but I want to get back to Xbox. And without the pun here, I want to discuss the fallout from the Xbox purchase of Bethesda. Can we can we call it something else? Can we call <laughs> what we're talking about something else? I got, I got to leave it at that. I thought that was pretty... I don't want a pun counter on this stream as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I, I really want to hit, take a few minutes with you guys here. And the magnitude of this purchase can mean a lot. There's a lot of questions up in the air. 
There's some confirmations where we know that Ghostwire Tokyo is still going to be released on the PlayStation 5 as an exclusive owned by Microsoft. Yep, it's crazy. Now, yep. I believe it's a timed exclusive. It's yeah, not yeah. a it's not a full exclusive, but I believe it's a timed exclusive for a year. It's one of those kind of titles. Kind of like Rise of the Tomb Raider, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Okay. I think so, yeah. Um, so, uh, either way, just the fact that they're developing that as an exclusive. And there's one more exclusive that they're uh, developing for the PlayStation uh, 5 as well. Um, uh, it's Deathloop. Deathloop, yes. Yeah. Uh, or, or is it Deathloop is the time exclusive? I one think the... Deathloop is the time exclusive. Yeah, I think you're right there. Ghostwire yeah, Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo was... Just straight up a PS5 game. Yeah, that, I got those two mixed up. Ghostwire is the place as is exclusive. But yeah, the fact that they're doing that is like that's there, so we know that, and we know that obviously they still have the uh, catalog of titles that have already been released. Like they can't do anything with that. But the big question is what are what is going to happen to their new titles? What is going to happen to the Elder Scrolls 6. What is going to happen to Fallout 5? Wes, I'm going, to, I'm going to send this down to you first. Do you think that we will see these titles end up as Microsoft exclusives locked behind the Game Pass? Or do you feel that the market is too big to allow for that exclusivity to themselves? I, I honestly, at this point, I think... They are taking. They seem to be taking like a, a wait and see approach with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a an interview um, with I think it was Phil Spencer with Reuters or Forbes. It basically came out the same day as this announce, announcement of the the Zenimax acquisition. Uh, and uh, he was saying there that yeah they were going to honor their commitments, the publishing commitments for for the exclusivity on on Deathloop and on on Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, and that they were going to, uh, and, and sorry, and all future Bethesda titles would be ga- day one with with Game Pass, uh, and any other console releases of those games would be taken on a case by case basis. So we left the door open for for that, and I, I, I guess I I could see, I could see a scenario where if the PS5 is just stomping the Xbox Series uh, X, S or X that Microsoft maybe looks at at putting these onto the PS5 um, because in that way it's kind of a no-lose scenario uh, that it, it gets more of their games to people to, it gets them money regardless in, in that sense uh, but if they feel that it's not going to be a, a system push for them or that that, that it, it is worth you know worth more to their bottom line to just to just put out a ps5 version of the, these games i could see it happening um and i i wouldn't have said that maybe probably in the, the xbox 360 generation but with mm-hmm. with minecraft showing up on every console um you know microsoft has seemed much more willing to work uh with the uh you know basically their competition in the console space uh, and that's easy for them to to say right now because mm-hmm. they're in last. You know, they they yeah they the Xbox One it was in last. It it did not it, it lost this generation right. So yeah. like they, they're in a position to basically say like yeah I mean we'll leave the store open but it, you know I, I I certainly if if the Xbox Series 
consoles are winning outright over the PS5, then yeah, I see it locked behind its PC and Xbox exclusive at that point. I think one of the big reasons that Microsoft went out and purchased Bethesda from that report I was reading is that pretty much between April to now, you saw the Game Pass subscription numbers rise from 10 to 15 million. That's an impressive number. A lot of people are at home gaming right now, which is obviously playing a big benefit. Hey, what do I do with this time? Well, you pay 20 bucks a month and you get Game Pass. (laughs) Sure, why not? Play some games. Um, But I I think it's a big thing for them to... You know, to try and hammer that home and and really bolster that number, like you know, they're at fifteen million. Done. Pro- I mean, they could push it to sixty, seventy million if they just go. You know what? Elder Scrolls Six is a Game Pass exclusive, Xbox exclusive, and even if Sony's winning, it's it's one of those things. Like, is Xbox really even going for the console war, or, or, or in that? You know, in that you know, it's that's that's huge though. I mean, I mean, like if 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 there's not going to be a Elder Scrolls Six for the PlayStation Five, that really pits Western RPGs in a very you've really got a Western RPG uh, Microsoft versus a JRPG and Sony, and yeah, because Microsoft also owns Obsidian. Mm-hmm. And they they also own um, uh, who's the the wasteland developer? Oh. I can't even think of the name. They, Skip the, the wasteland, like they own them as well. Yeah, you know they they have bought up the 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 uh, the Western RPG makers. And there's rumor yeah. of a potential Fallout New Vegas too. Ooh, sign me up. But I mean, Obsidian was just kind of just. You know, someone pointed that out that, hey, Microsoft owns both Obsidian and, and Bethesda now. And so tagged both of them and was like, follow New Vegas too. And, and Obsidian was just like, like oh, sure. See, Why from, not? From what I heard, though, is that, and, you know, take this with a grain of salt. But from what I heard before this announcement came out of Microsoft buying Bethesda, uh, Sony actually had interest in buying Bethesda first. And this was Microsoft's um, like reaction to making sure that you know, because I, I I think if Sony would have purchased Bethesda, they would have locked that into. It would have been over. Yeah, it it yeah. would have been over right there. So Microsoft did what they did to survive uh, and make sure that you know that both games will. Yeah, well, we don't know for sure if both games, if both companies will be allowing games to be on both systems, but uh, it stopped Sony from acquiring the that company. And you know, like you said, that's that's a huge thing right there. A lot of people love uh, love the you know those games. Uh, and you know, if the market of people is going for the PS Five, and you know that happens and they can't get it for ps5 then you know either they're gonna have to get uh you know either build a good pc or get the xbox uh smart if if that is true like i said grain assault guys if that is true then microsoft survived and won a point for them because that is that that is smart thinking right there if this is true like i said grain assault not even a uh, you know what a point. I mean, to me, like this is 
they they've really made a big statement with that purchase. And in retrospect, if you look at how much Disney paid for Star Wars, this is double. Mm-hmm. They paid double for the acquisition of Bethesda, ZeniMax, and Bethesda, and, and there's rumor that they're not done. There's been a lot of swirl about Sega with that controller release last week on Monday, Tuesday. Everybody was thinking that Sega could be the next one being picked up by Microsoft. Um, there's also rumor they, of they Capcom. Tweeted like, "Hey, there's something. There's something else." Yeah. Like they they straight up tweeted that they're like, "Hey, don't don't go spilling this, but." Keep in mind, we also have this really exciting thing coming down the pipe. And oh, oh, that that, that tweet video or that tweet thing. It well, was a Se- tweet. Sega did release a tweet saying that that wasn't true. So no, yeah, that. that that part. There there was a tweet from the from the official Xbox account. It was a screen cap of an email. That was for Doom Eternal. What's that? They found out that so basically oh, it was, was it was an old uh, old computer hack where you had to like turn down the saturation on your computer. Oh, well, that's stupid then. Yeah, it was just dude, well, the Slayer is the Slayer is yeah. So that's the, that's what I was talking about on our Nordling hub. We had a post on it. I was chatting about with a few other people, and that was it was just like that's a pretty like like that sucks. Like for you to yeah, be like, oh my god, it's so exciting, it's coming, in. and it's just like I, I I kind of expected that with you guys buying Bethesda I and mean, you guys saying that all titles are going to be on the Game Pass. Like I thought that was just a thing, and like you're like, yeah. we got a big secret. Oh, it's on the first of October. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, Doom's on there, so it makes sense that Doom Eternal would eventually end up on it. Damn. Okay. I, 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 my, 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 my. One of my takeaways from this as well is that I, I, I have to keep in mind kind of where Bethesda has been over the last couple of years, uh, and that it, I argue they're not doing particularly well. The the Fallout seventy six launch slash canvas bag fiasco was a complete shit show top to bottom yeah yeah um it, you know starfield is is years away and and that comes out before elder Scrolls 6 mm-hmm. which is gonna be years later you know so when are we gonna see any any of this stuff come to fruition short of like new arcane games uh you know new games from uh <laughs> Tango Game Works, you know, I, I think on the the peripheral, those 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 peripheral studios are the ones to to kind of watch more than more than Bethesda is because honestly, Bethesda is not doing particularly well over the last few years with their with their game releases and kind of the way they've been doing things. Yeah, it's been very sluggish. Fallout Four had a few errors to it. A pretty decent game overall, though, and uh, Fallout Seventy Six had some. Very, very difficulties coming out the gate. Uh, ZeniMax Online's done a very good job, though, with the Elder Scrolls Online and, and making that come back. Um, something that else seems to have been the thing that kept them going. That and something else that you touched on, too, with, with uh, Minecraft. Minecraft, when Microsoft bought that, kind of along the lines with the Elder Scrolls Online and and, and uh, Fallout 76, too, because those are subscription-based online games, is that those are already out on, on other consoles. Like Minecraft was already out on PS3 and PS4, and it was already out on PC, and it was already out on all these platforms already. And then they bought Mojang, and then they went with the Switch and did that. Well, now you can do the realms and crossplay. That was the big thing with Nintendo that they did. And they really opened up a, a door with Nintendo. They haven't done that with Sony. As, as, as far as can you can you sign into your Microsoft account on Sony? 
Uh, I don't know. Texas, I don't know. It, that sounded Probably. like it was so more than a Microsoft yeah. thing. I would imagine. They but did. again, like I said, Microsoft was in last. So yeah, yeah of course they're going to be open to working with anybody they can, they Get can. Their hands right? On. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And that's kind of why I see that, you know, if, if in a, if in a couple of years, like just no one gives a shit about a, an Xbox and, and it's all PS five and PC, then yeah. What are they, what do they have to lose by putting it out on, on a PS five? Um, but yeah, like, they, they're they're not closing the door, but certainly, yeah, I could see them if they felt that they, it would be a strong push for them to get more people to buy Xboxes, they would do it, of yeah. course. Danny, what do you think? Do you think that they will have these games as exclusives? Do you think that that's their direction, or do you think they're going to allow people to play them on their consoles, a.k.a. the Switch and PlayStation 5? Okay, well, business standpoint, if it was me, no. I would have it as an exclusive. So lock the doors. Yeah, I, I would bolt. <coughs> I would bolt the doors down. That that would be my exclusives, my console, my sales. Though, you know, it, it from you know this current generation, we know that the Xbox lost compared to the PS4, uh, and you know PS5 looks like it's you know it's leading the charge. That's a lot of people that there. If if it is going to be dedicated to Xbox, say you know, say they lock the doors down, that's a lot of people that they are, and a lot of sales that they're going to be losing, because you know, a lot of people who purchased the PS5 might not see the point of purchasing an Xbox uh, for one or two games. Um, or it could be a winning thing for them. Like it could be the main reason why you go and get an Xbox. Just like back in the day with PS2 and Xbox, you had to get your PlayStation for certain games, and you wanted the Xbox because you want to play Halo Combat Evolved, yeah. or or Halo Two or Halo Three. Um, so if if this becomes their Halo, like their pop, their next popular franchise have you know skyrim or elder scrolls be you know xbox only that that is going to help them in sales and push the microsoft name again get it back to its beginning glory because you know back when the first xbox came it was huge like that that was that was a system that a lot of people purchased Mm -hmm. uh and you know and everyone loved it um but it's kind of gone down in time uh, you know, we, they're still technically at war with Sony, and like I said, if if the the information is true that that I've read and heard from different sources, um, that that could be something that they're going to use to attack Microsoft, uh, attack Sony with. And like I said, business standpoint, if it was me, lock the doors down. They have Do the comp- have- they have the all the uh, all the studios. From what I know, they have like twenty uh studios that they own that that's more than nintendo and sony put together that's craziness do you Um, you guys think that this like if it uh sorry to to interrupt there jake but like if 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 they do let let's say they lock it down it's exclusive pc and xbox do you think this improves the overall quality of bethesda games and i'm talking specifically bethesda i i'm talking fallout i'm talking elder scrolls 
because yeah, that, those games are, you know you think they're still just buggy fucking messes when those things launch and like that that is that is the that is bethesda's fault for making these buggy games um yeah you know, i feel like the, the charm of it that that you kind of had with oblivion is mm-hmm. is gone now yeah. like i don't think people see it as like oh you know it's just bethesda like making these sorts of games are hard when you look at you know other other companies doing the same thing and doing it better yeah well it's it's just the thing is how many more times can you replay skyrim for for uh you know like if they release Lots. skyrim again for ps5 i'll blow my brains out how many times can you have to release that game why not just like you said make do their new elder scrolls whatever they, they're taking time like amount crazy amounts of time while other companies are bringing out you know amazing games in less time now this is bethesda's same genres as well right like these are like we're getting these open world rpgs you know we're getting the the witchers and and shit like that even just like big open world titles like like ghost of tsushima and 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 that sort of thing where it's these are massive games Mm -hmm. And they're not running into like a third of the bugs that you see with with Bethesda stuff and like yeah. random shit in the Bethesda thing, like the, the the PS3 version of Skyrim where its its save file would just get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and it just wouldn't stop until yeah. eventually you couldn't <laughs> load that game anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just yeah, you're done. <laughs> yeah, you start over on PlayStation. I think we're going to see a big quality upgrade in terms of the Bethesda games coming out. I think that Microsoft's going to make sure they're going to be like, hey, you make sure that thing's coming out. It's polished. It's, you know, the bugs are gone through. And I actually think, because you were mentioning uh, a lot of their games taking time to um, come out. They're going to be running semi-independently. That was, was the wording on that. And, and I'm believing that there's going to be a lot of cooperation between their studios. Microsoft's going to be like, hey, so, uh, you know, you guys are uh, real behind on Elder Scrolls 6, are you? Well, here's the coalition. What do you want them to do? Or, or something along those lines. Like, they've got... Rod Ferguson in there. He's the, the closer there. And yeah. Get like, finish it off. There you go. Send him on in there and, you know... Well, whatever you guys are working on, we'll you know I'll get them to do too, and I, just something along those lines where they're gonna. I know they're gonna get their other studios involved in the games. You know, they're not just gonna let Bethesda be like, oh, you guys just keep doing your thing. No, they they know about the mistakes. They're like, no, we're gonna make sure that uh, you guys make your game, and then we're gonna have another one of our studios come in and make sure that your game's not broken. And well, you know, and, and being owned by the the console manufacturers is going to be a big boost as well, right? Like if you need a tool to, to or some tool fixed or some other tool to kind of help with your pipeline, like there you go. You're owned by the the company that what makes the 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 console and and already in Microsoft obviously has a history making tools. Visual Studio is is kind of one of the biggest IDEs out there, so and has been for decades. So mm-hmm. uh, like they're they're. They're in good company with doing that. I, I don't know if you guys saw the the interview with uh, Major Nelson and uh, Pete Hines and Todd Howard. And uh, Todd Howard was talking about uh, when they were working on, I think I think it was Morrowind mm-hmm. uh, for the original Xbox, and they were running into some technical issues just because the game was so massive and they couldn't 
the, the, they were having issues with just the game straight up crashing at various points. And uh, they were in talks with Microsoft and uh, someone at, at Microsoft was like, oh, yeah, like it sounds like you're just you're using up too much memory. It's like, so I don't know if you know this, but you can actually reset the system without the player knowing and it'll wipe out that memory for you. And so they, they had points in the game where the system would reset, the, the console would reset without you actually knowing. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that's awesome. and it, would wipe, it would wipe your memory out and things like that. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, some weird weird hacks that you could get into that, I mean, only through Microsoft would you ever know that sort of thing. Yeah, so they're in good hands. I think we're going to see a big quality upgrade. Uh, we've reached the end of our uh, our time here, though, so we're, we'll, we'll wrap this up now. And uh, <laughs> always great chatting with you guys. Got one more thing oh, to yeah. share with everybody, and that is uh, the games of the week. So the game's coming out this week. There's uh, there's only a few of them that are really worth mentioning, and those are we got Super Mario Bros. 35 that is coming out on the October 1st. It's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. That is a six-month title where it's going to last until the end of March, and it's going to be gone. It's a, you know, it's kind of like a battle royale. You're facing off against 35 other people going through the Super Mario Bros. level. You bump on monsters' heads. They'll go to the other guys. You'll cause problems for them. It's great fun. Two other games are also coming out uh, this Friday. I only got reminded of it by a customer today because he's like, yeah, like I'm here to pre-order the game today. And I'm like, doesn't it come out in like a couple weeks? He's like, no, it comes out Friday. And I'm like, no. <laughs> comes out friday already like we're already here star wars squadrons comes out october 2nd this friday playstation 4 xbox one and pc holy shit um yeah i'm really excited for that one really really excited for some space flight star wars action yeah. and it's especially coming out on my birthday so if anyone wants to buy me a vr headset and, and a copy <laughs> of the game, that'd be awesome I, you know, you don't have to. Don't feel you have to, but if you want to, I'd appreciate it. It'd be it'd be wonderful. It'd be great. Now, yeah. the only thing I'm, I'm a little bit downtrodden at that is that I, I want like a big like 100 versus 100 or like 400 versus 400 space battle. Give me that. Yeah, not a, not five v five. No, no. I I want I want a true space battle where I got my friends be like, Danny, I got a bogey on me. Come on, man, get him off me. <laughs> Danny's like, I got you, Jake. <laughs> You know, like, that would be awesome, man. Right? I'm not gonna lie. That would be you know, pretty awesome. You roll in with a squadron, you you know, you, you, you sign, you know, you log in with like five guys, ten guys, boom, you're all together. Oh man, that'd be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Come on, guys, someone out there make a good Star Wars game. This this maybe has hopes, I've heard. I've heard I've heard rumors they might increase the, the limit. Because five E five is like anyways. Uh Crash Bandicoot four, it's about time is also coming out on Friday. Sadly, not for the Nintendo Switch right away. PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, it's coming out for. And it's about time we got another Crash game. Very exciting. I don't know why they didn't save that for PS5. That, that, that's what I want to know. Right? Yeah, think they were, given given that, that franchise's history on, on PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Well, that's it for the new games of the week, folks. As always, it's been great chatting with you, Danny, and you, Wes, as well. Always a good time. Glad everyone yeah. enjoyed the conversation. Yeah, yeah, always happy to be here. Right. Time goes by so fast talking about the gaming news. And if you haven't already checked us out on YouTube or any of our other social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, go check us out. Go hit that like, follow, subscribe button, whichever the terminology of this platform you're on has to be. 
and go catch up on all of our previous episodes on your favorite podcast source if that's where you're listening to us and obviously come on over you can join us live at twitch.tv slash nerdy northerners from 9 to 10 p.m eastern standard time sometimes a little bit later like tonight and you get to hear us ramble share our thoughts discuss the gaming news of the week that you don't want to miss and it's obviously always a great time thank you everybody for tuning in and we'll see you next week